Yeah, I mean, oh, in, in, in we are going old. We we played in front of like uh, ten old people, but <laughs> no fans. But well, we, well, I, how old are we talking? Like sixty years old, eighty years old? What? Yeah, seventy probably. I mean, it was it was a venue where like old people were just playing cards all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know why why we played there. Uh, I love this kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. What, what was their reaction to it? What? What was their reaction to it? Uh, um, not, not, not so. They, they were. They, happy. they bought a lot of merch. Really? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? That's crazy. They, they were like, I don't, I don't know what I'm seeing. I, I'm just happy. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 108 of the Cassidy's Creation. I'm your host, Chris Dewing. This is the show where I interview bands and public figures in the Mathcore, Mathcore adjacent communities. If you beautiful people in chat have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in. I'll try to read them aloud. If you'd like to sub for five bucks, you get access to some exclusive emotes, as well as access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming platforms. Uh, you can also sub for free by attaching an Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this in your car and have no idea what I'm talking about, the show is first shown live on Twitch. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at twitch.tv slash creation for the live cast. With that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their new album, Curia, last Friday through iVoid Hanger Records. Welcome in Noise Trail Immersion. How's it going, guys? Hello. We're fine, thanks. Quite good. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain at all. Uh, thanks for making it to the stream. Uh, if you could tell us who you are, what you do in the band. Yeah, well, I'm Fabio. I'm the singer. I'm Daniela, guitar player. Alrighty. Uh, so you guys dropped your self-titled EP in uh, 2014. Is that when the band started? Uh, kind of. I mean, it probably started one year before we released the, the EP. Yes. Okay. Uh, um, Nostril Immersion actually started from the death of another band, which played like technical deathcore. Yeah, deathcore like band. Yeah. And then uh, we had some changes in the, in the lineup. Basically, uh, Fabio wrote me on Facebook because they were <laughs> looking uh, a new guitar player. And so we started meeting up and um, I mean, talking about uh, what to do basically, because we were, I mean, the, the, the genre wasn't uh, so well-defined at the time. Uh, and we both like, really liked Mathcore and we also really like black metal and post metal, so we basically said, let's try to mix all of those things somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, That's true. And, uh, and then we, we, after releasing um, um, the, the self-titled uh, self EP, really, we really tried to go on uh, that road of trying to, to mix all, the, all of these things up. What and, was the uh, uh, deathcore band before y'all started this? What? What Sorry? was the, the you mentioned that this is from uh from a deathcore band breaking up? Yeah. What was the, what was the band's name? Uh, Breathing Fury. What was it? Breathing Fury. Breathing Fury? Okay. Yeah. Is, is there music yeah. out there I can check out? Uh, no, maybe something on, on YouTube, yeah. Yeah, some EPs, some yeah. songs and was okay. quite basic stuff, I mean, but yeah. Good <laughs> so you go from more straightforward deathcore to like the craziest mathcore shit possible. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yes. <laughs> um, 
you ended up dropping what is probably my favorite album of yours, Womb in 2016. Thing that makes me love it so much is that uh, the way you use panic chords is is pretty unique. Uh, a lot of bands will just do like stabs in the middle of a breakdown with stabs with panic chords, or they'll like jaw out, uh, like um, pick, picking it or whatever. And uh, you guys use it as like actual riffs, and it adds this uh, air of like. Um, I don't know, it's kind of frightening atmosphere, I guess, like you're in a horror movie. And uh, to me, that was super original. Like I hadn't heard, I still haven't heard other bands really use that as much. Uh, so yeah, that, that was definitely my favorite one. Um, that's also the first release on Moment of Collapse Records for you guys, which is yeah. which was your home for this that album and the next one. How'd you guys hook up with Moment of Collapse? Um, it was actually a thanks uh, to... A member of Stormo, I don't know if you know Stormo, they are a very cool Italian band. Um, they played like first hardcore, screamo with mathcore elements. Yeah. They sound like Loma Prieta. For anyone following the live, you should totally check them check out them if out, you yeah. like chaotic screamo and stuff like that. Super yeah. nice people. They, yeah, super nice people. In fact, they <laughs> were uh, really, we, we are really good friends with them. And we, we send them that album, Womb, and um, the the guitar player like was uh, th thought it was really great, and he he said to me, well, I'm gonna try to send it to Sebastian, which is the owner of uh, Moment of Collapse, and then uh, he got in touch uh, with us, and uh, we arranged uh, the the release of the of the album. Unfortunately, we couldn't release uh, Womb physically with them, but they uh, still helped us with uh, um, digital distribution. And then uh, Symbology uh, of Shelter was fully distributed with them. And uh, yeah, okay. that's I was going to say, there were like CDs and stuff, so I guess it was with another label? Oh, can you uh, repeat? Sorry? Uh, uh, the label they put um, yeah, it was a, a different label, a very uh, small record label from Portugal. Yeah, okay. we got in touch with them. I, I don't remember how, but we, we, we yeah, really got were... in touch with them just for uh, <laughs> PR reasons. I mean, we asked them to, to help us a little bit with promotion and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah. your next album, uh, uh, what was it? Symbology of Shelter what was released on there and was released through vinyl and stuff, right? Uh, can you repeat? Sorry. I said uh, your next album, Symbology of Shelter, yeah. was released on Moment of Collapse as well, but this yeah, time you yeah. had vinyl and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you can tell from Womb to Symbology of Shelter that uh, y'all are focusing more on like dissonance and not so much on like uh, the the mathy the mathiness. Is this yeah. like a, a conscious decision to like slowly dial it back or what, or what, uh, what were you all thinking? I think so. I yeah. think so. I mean, uh, the main difference, in my opinion, between uh, Womb and Symbology of Shelter uh, is that um, while in, in Womb you can definitely hear uh, the various components of our, of our music, like there's the, the math core part, there's the black metal part, there are the the ambient interludes and, and stuff like that. In symbology, maybe all those things are more like integrated. That's where, what we, we really tried to do, in my opinion, with Symbology of Shelter, is like to, to more to integrate all of these things going on. Okay, so instead of jumping around to a bunch of different styles, you had it more like yeah. condensed yeah, yeah, yeah. into like one, one sound. 
Yeah, exactly. also, also the Boom was composed uh, with two two guitarists. Yeah, um, Boom was composed by both me and uh, the previous guitar player, which is Davide. Uh, while uh, Symbology of Shelter was fully composed by by me with uh, uh, with my harp. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fabio is like the the art director of the band, director, so yeah. he helps me a lot when it comes <laughs> to. I mean, review songs and stuff like that because I usually write stuff on Guitar Pro, Pro software and I try to send to the other guys not just single riffs of stuff like that, but complete songs. I mean, I, I work really hard on, on drafting a whole song and then I send the whole material to them. And uh, he always helps me a lot with uh, reviewing the material because... Uh, as a composer, I cannot judge my own material. The, right. This is something I cannot do. Uh, I, I start doing now it a little, but just because I'm writing, I've been writing for 10 years now, so I can judge a little bit my own material, but it's still uh, very difficult. Okay. And also, I, I really need his help uh, <laughs> for this. Yeah. And well, well, since also, you some. Yeah, I'm just uh, just uh, we'll finish this sentence. Um, sometimes we uh, we decide conceptual ideas about songs, uh, uh, for example, just like by sitting around the table and talking. Uh, mm, there are many examples from Kuria, for examples, uh, for for example, that of parts in various songs that uh, were like uh, decided by talking. Yeah. For example, we want this kind of part to sound uh, like that. Um, one example is the like the the soft blast beats in uh, Ecclesi Unanime. That was decided uh, yeah. simply speaking. It is, yeah. yeah, it is a previous idea that you focused on in your mind, and then we we, we create it later. Exactly. Uh, exactly, yeah. And also, we try to plan the landscape of the whole album in before to before composing it yeah 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 okay so so you're saying that you uh put together songs and then bring it to the group and then y'all like collectively make changes to feel like that's the way that's the way you want yeah yeah basically yes yes yeah okay um do you write like the drums and stuff or does your drummer write their own parts uh i usually write drum parts too Okay. But uh, uh, if they are not playable by a human being, <laughs> they, they get rearranged. And it always happens because I, I try to write drums by figuring out sounds in my mind. But they, of course, they don't always match to real <laughs> playable drums. So we, especially for this album, because we had a, a new drummer, we... We did a lot of uh, rework with uh, with the drum parts, and he also came up with some really great ideas that um, replaced my original uh, uh, drum parts. So it uh, this was a really cool uh, um, thing about the the writing process for for the new album. Yeah, I feel like your uh, your drummer in particular is very good at uh, uh, what do you call it. Um at uh composing because it, his his playing is super important to uh show like the energy going behind the songs because a lot of your riffs seem to be like uh picking strings 
not necessarily like going super fast or it's super heavy no, or whatever it's and so like the energy has to come from his blast beats and like where mm -hmm. how he's like playing the drums in particular so i feel like your drummer is super important integral part of your your sound yeah can yeah you consider there are three different drummers in in every record, in every record yeah. but yeah the, the the spirit was the same yeah yeah and then the new drummer yeah he's basically a hero because yeah. he's so young and as we like to say he, he's the only real musician in noise trade immersion yeah. <laughs> the only one that study study things yeah we i don't do basically anything except screaming so <laughs> <laughs> Well, so now you got your new album, Curio. Uh, what's different about it this time around, aside from having a new drummer? Um, uh, he uh, learned all the songs in about eight months, so it was... I think there was um, a change of style but most importantly, a conceptual change. I mean, I think Kulia is our most um, spiritual record so far. It, it has a different feel compared to the, to the previous works. It, it, it's less about the chaos itself. Um, and it, it, it has a, a much more varied mood, in, in my opinion. And, um, and this is what's just partially a conscious decision because uh, um, some, sometimes with the writing music, it's like you, you only retroactively understand what, uh, uh, what happened. I mean, um, talking about uh, uh, stylistic changes and things like that. Um, I think, uh, yeah, basically it's much more of a spiritual record as I already said and then it's less about the chaos. So we try to integrate much more stuff. And also in the last years, me and Fabio have been listening to a lot of dark folk music, uh, which uh, I think it has a, 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 a kind of fil rouge with- yeah, um, an esoteric connection with- Yeah, it, it, it's with a subtle connection. It, it's not immediate, but there is, uh, I think, a fil rouge with uh, uh, what we, we, we played before and so we we tried somehow to integrate uh, this stuff into the the composition process of the of the new album and that's when the the basic idea of, uh, of writing uh, um, three interludes came up i was gonna and say that's so very different it, for you guys so that, uh, yeah it's very different years. because uh, uh symbology of shelter is structured like uh, one long song and uh, as much as we loved doing that, it was really, really cool to do that. Uh, we didn't want to do the same thing again. Uh, so we, we, we thought about a, a circular structure before. I mean, uh, all those uh, um, interludes kind of have a, a similar mood and uh, we wanted to, to place uh, this kind of overall feel in three different parts of the, of the record. So. That's when the idea basically came up. Um, Panagirist of God in chat is saying uh, the approach to songwriting seems more introspective somehow. 
No, yeah, sure. did your yeah. like approach to it change too? Um, yeah, but uh, I don't think it uh, it was a conscious de decision. But uh, yeah, retroactively, I can say it's much more introspective. Yeah, uh, I have to say I don't uh, um, the the. the the creative process is, uh, is still a, a mystery to me in general. Uh, it's the, the most beautiful thing on earth for me, but I, I don't understand it yet. How yeah, the ideas just pop into your head and you're just, you yeah, know, yeah. The life. Yeah. So I would say that you guys are dissonant black and death metal, which has always been an aspect of your sound, but now it's much more prominent. Uh, back on Womb, I'd say you're about 50% that and Mathcore and on Symbology, like a little less on the Mathcore side. And now it kind of feels like that aspect is almost completely left. Do you agree with that? Or uh, how would you describe the sound? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think uh, sure that the... Mm, metcore now probably is just an influence it's not the prominent genre yeah but no. uh chaos will always be there there's still yeah. a lot of odd time signatures and stuff like that so that that part still exists but uh you're, yeah. you're doing less like panic chords and stuff like that and like more uh, less of that yes yeah, yeah. um so uh uh, so this was recorded, mixed, and mastered by Andrea Fusini at uh, Six right, uh, Studios, um, and uh, he's the guy that's done all your other stuff, right? Or was, did yeah. he just do the one before this? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Right, so it's uh, like a home away from home. Then. What? Sorry. Can you so it, his studio is like a home away from home for you guys, then? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, he's an incredible producer, in my opinion, and ironically. He doesn't know anything about our kind of music. No, but I mean, <laughs> he doesn't know anything about metal at all. Yeah, no, and, uh, I mean, he produces a lot of metalcore bands, <laughs> but purely metalcore. I mean, metal, not metalcore yeah, or yeah, stuff like super that. Super basic stuff and yeah. post-hardcore, screamer shit. Basically man. stuff we don't <laughs> listen to. But, I uh, don't know if you ever listened to Ready, Set, 4 or, I don't know, Miss White. They were signed with, with uh, yeah a really great label from America. But yeah, he produced a lot of mm, really mm, basic and new metal style, things that doesn't, doesn't know, doesn't. So when y'all brought your craziness yeah. to him at first, what was his reaction? Was he just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Exactly. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> the first, first time with him was really incredible and cool because he's a really good guy. So he's a really, really kind, of, but it was, Guys, with you, uh, I can I, I can produce like three albums in the in the same time with you, with your first in the, with the, your first EP in the same time you can produce much more music yeah, and stuff with the, like with that. Breakdowns and stuff is all copy and paste, you know. So he is right. very fast. He totally recording, went we crazy like, <laughs> with the last album. He totally went crazy. He was so nervous. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. I can't tell if you're making a bunch of mistakes or if that's just how the song's supposed to go, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, in the song, I'm probably not gonna pronounce this right, but in the song Venente, uh, um, at around the three minute mark, it kind of sounds like there's female vocals. Did y'all have someone guesting on this? Uh, no, it's Fabio. Oh, okay. You just got the uh, you just got the voice that can do a, a large range. Uh, it was cool hearing more clean vocals, though. Is that a thing we're going to hear going forward? Yeah. Um, 
but it was a mm, uh, last minute decision that yeah. that was yeah i thought yeah i can do it <laughs> so i, I kind i kind of hate him a little bit because he doesn't let me hear vocal parts until we are recording the album and i i, I kind of get mad sometimes for this but then uh, he, he records everything everything perfectly and comes up with um, awesome ideas so it's fine i think it's beautiful man i think it's great yeah, yeah i i didn't knew about uh, for example the the vo the, um, the clean uh, parts in uh, Vanente uh, until I until we got the final mix. So <laughs> I, I think it fits perfectly. It like that, that's level. something that y'all y'all should be trying to incorporate forward. Yeah. Um, B Dowdy in chat is saying, uh, are there plans to upload the album on Spotify? So uh, when is that coming to Spotify? Yeah, uh, it should be out very soon i think probably already tomorrow i asked i asked the label the, the other day and uh, um the, the, he told me yeah in the next days uh, it should be out on spotify and uh, all other digital platforms so okay I mean, why is it why did it get delayed i don't know about that <laughs> um so bands outside of english-speaking areas are, are kind of put in a pickle like uh you have to decide if you're going to write write lyrics in your national language or in english and uh it, it's either like you write in english and you could open yourself up to a wider audience or but alienate maybe alienate your national audience uh, or you could speak in your national language but then maybe alienate some english-speaking uh places so why did you guys choose to write lyrics in italian uh, uh it was a spontaneous decision because uh, at a certain point I realized uh, that you know English was not my first language and when I want to express something it was every time really difficult I, I know it was uh, yeah I passed a lot of hours with the vocabulary trying to search words that fit with my with those and, and at a certain point I said mm, now why why I'm doing this. I, I, I got my own language. That's, I love my language. I mean, so um, it is complete and I can use this. Um, well, also you're what. screaming anyway. So unless somebody's like reading the lyrics, they probably don't understand, wouldn't understand what you're saying anyway. So uh, I, I kind of see how that works out. Also with this one, it seems like y'all are, uh, are you trying to do more of like a spiritual thing this time around like with the album cover and like what i assume your lyrics are about so speaking in italian it kind of adds this almost religious quality to it if that makes sense yeah. um it is it is so, because, oh, oh i'm sorry i'm sorry go, go on ahead go on ahead no no, <laughs> go on, go on. no no it's okay um yeah um um with this three album, I passed a lot of time thinking at what what was the mm, the most natural material work mater material with uh, for making you know uh, pr proper lyrics for this music and uh, yeah, Italian give gives me the the possibility to yeah to express something that i don't know in absolutely how to do in in uh, in, in english yeah that's that's true um so that's why uh yeah uh 
for sure it's it's most spiritual compared to the other lyrics and that is the reason that's so it. your description of the lyrics uh, are, are say it's about spirituality, um, specifically a, a chaotic spiritual journey centered on man's attempt to reach inner awareness by returning to the wholeness. What does this mean? And what, what are the lyrics really about? Because like, like I said, they're in Italian. I can Google translate, but I'm sure it's going to be incorrect. So if you no. can just walk us through what some of the lyrics are about. Uh, I don't think you should try to figure out uh, a real meaning. Meaning, I, I mean, there are all... Mm, stream of consciousness so i don't think yeah, that Google... it should be like watching a lynch movie you you, you shouldn't look for the no, meaning of it you just lynch movie no in that sense okay. no 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 i agree i agree <laughs> but i i don't know if lynch is okay maybe other other artists are but but anyway no um what was i'm saying uh yeah uh, the other things Google Translate will work with that uh, <laughs> because are really com complicated. Uh, so it's uh, more like they paint a picture, not that they're like saying a narrative. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, so it's interesting that you guys went with Italian lyrics, but on Bandcamp, your uh, description of the album and like you have a little like a uh, story there about what it's about. Um. But all, all that's in English, and the credits are in English and stuff. A lot of bands I see will do like, uh, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Fuck the Facts, for instance, has a section in French and then a section in English. So why don't y'all have like an Italian section with like the credits and stuff like that in there, and then an English section? I honestly didn't think about that. I mean, uh, usually when we interact with the audience, uh, we try to use English just because. Um, it's easier for everybody, right? And uh, but the the, the artistic uh, artistic content in itself is, is another thing. So that's in Italian because it's about uh, uh, the album itself. I gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do y'all feel ever feel like hindered because the lyrics are in Italian? Do you feel it? Huh? Uh, so do you feel like you get maybe get less coverage outside of Italy because your lyrics are in Italian? Uh, maybe no, nah, nah, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be a new, an issue for this kind of music. I think, for example, also Stormo and the Nero di Marte. Gork. Also Gork also have um, lyrics in Italy, and uh, I mean that decision didn't prevent their popularity in my opinion no also i like when other bands use their own country language yeah so yeah okay. i don't think it's a problem um i uh, did you had artwork done by sergio padovani uh we got it up on stream now um what is going on exactly with the art um Actually, this is a real painting. I mean, uh, we didn't like commission him a uh, work to do. Um, this uh, um, painting was made totally in, in a spontaneous way from him. And we, we actually uh, found it on, in, on his Instagram page. And in that period, we were looking for a, um, a cover art and something just clicked to us. And 
uh, we saw that and it, it somehow matched the, the the mood of our record yeah, totally. and we humbly asked him to <laughs> collaborate with us and i mean he's a, a really wonderful person uh, yeah my, uh, mine was a hopeless request i mean yeah. I, I was asking just can I use it, please? Just, <laughs> but I, I didn't think he, the answer was positive. I mean, yeah, uh, and that was superlative to realize that, yeah, I could use this type of painting that is, uh, in my opinion, superb. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's like a spiritual version of a Bosch. Uh, ah, yeah. it looks like yeah, um, a kind of Euronymous Bosch with the Max Ernst um, stuff, uh, expressionist stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it fits perfectly. It's super dark and like kind of unsettling, and that fits exactly what you guys are going for. It's got like a little bit of like yeah. the religious and spiritual theme going on yeah. too. Like I, I think it, this is pretty much perfect, guys. Mm -hmm. And also, it's very different from uh, uh, our previous artworks. I mean, we thought uh, in uh, in the first place to um, kind of continue with this uh, uh, fil rouge of uh, women pictures and stuff like that, like the cover of a womb and the symbol of your shelter. But then we thought, I mean, uh, this new album clearly has uh, a totally different direction. So let's change that also from the artwork point of view, so, yeah. Y'all mentioned it's a real painting. Do y'all own the painting? What? Y'all mentioned this is a real painting. Yeah. Have y'all Did y'all buy the actual painting from the artist or does he still have it? No, no. Oh, okay, well, y'all should buy it. Buy that stuff, put it up yeah. in the uh, practice space. <laughs> like, dude, I, I would be like going ham trying to get this thing. <laughs> y'all plan on buying it? I don't think. We can, cioè nel senso ha chiesto se lo, lo possediamo fisicamente, se l'abbiamo comprato, non, non so se lo vendo. I think, uh, yeah, it is exposed in a museum. Actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's... So, uh, it, <laughs> yeah. Um, you also did, uh, y'all did two music videos this time around. One was a, uh... Um, performance vid and uh, another one you did like a, a full video on which is just super disturbing uh, we're playing it right now um, whose idea was the music video okay it was my idea I, I found this incredible video of a historical Japanese dance that is called Buto dance it is like an expressionist kind of performance and uh, the first time i saw it it was oh my god it is yeah it is my music on theater <laughs> um <laughs> and so i found this particular performance by min tanaka uh these are always a japanese artist and yeah it was so obscure so dark, so deep, so intense. It's and very unnerving. I, it's like, it's creepy as hell, honestly. It's creepy as hell, but I don't know if he wanted to, to sound as creepy, uh -huh. but it is uh, yeah, a journey into the lack of rationality in men. <laughs> and yeah, it is like a nightmare that 
the, our representation of a nightmare, I mean, I, I can suggest to all the people that is watching us to check the entire video of Rite of Springs by Mintanaka. Rite of Springs is also the name of a composition by Igor Stravinsky. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever listened to this, and it was... There's a, always a connection because uh, Rite of Springs was uh, a point of uh, changement in classical music with a, a, a different approach, uh, different uh, kind of intensities in uh, classical music. Mintanaka decided to use this name for his uh, uh, theater um, art, and so I thought, okay, this is mine. This is exactly for me. Oh yeah, that's it, the it, it fits so good. It fits so well. It makes it uh, feel like you're almost watching a kind of like a horror movie or something. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. it. It's very unsettling. It fits your music like perfectly. Um. Mm. So we got a question here. We ask everybody, uh, "What do you put on your hot dogs?" Mm. We have a question that we ask everybody here. What do you put on your hot dogs? Uh, my hot dogs. We, we both are no vegetarian. Meat, no meat. We both are vegetarian. Okay. Okay. Y'all buy the uh, the no meat hot dogs, or do y'all uh, no meat dogs and caramelized yeah. onions, uh, fried fried onions. No? Oh, yeah. Caramelized on caramelized and <laughs> senape? Uh, Which is the English translation uh, for senape? Uh, uh, mustard. 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 Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I don't like ketchup. Um, Dude, my, my no, English. I don't like ketchup either. Ketchup's garbage. It's too sweet. No, I don't like Yeah, mustard. Yeah, I like mustard too. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, what's next for you guys? Do y'all have like a tour plan or anything like that? Uh, not yet. We have to... Maybe next year. Learn to play again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, um, yeah. Um, we, we kind of uh, played the, the, the whole album together just one or two times, probably. Just before entering the studio. And now, uh, last week, uh, we, we started to... Uh, uh, rehearse again and uh, we don't have uh, like live shows planned yet but we can't wait to come back and play live of course but uh, I mean we're still trying to understand where this COVID situation is uh, leading us to so um, we really prefer to wait a little bit and uh, and see what's happening before like planning a, a right. tour. But we, we hope, I mean, next year to, to to play again, yeah. Have shows started back up in Italy yet, or are y'all still like, kind of what? locked down? Have shows started back up in Italy, or are y'all yeah, yeah. uh, kind of locked down? Yeah, starting so. again, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's a, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, So, talking about shows, what's the best show you guys have played? Um... <laughs> Just one? Can oh no no no! We can go over however, however many you want to. It is a. It is a fairy story for us because the third shows of our life as a band. Yeah. It was the Tech Fest. It is our really great. 2014. Yeah. In 2014, we were. He was 19. I was <laughs> 21. 
and we had a 24 hours drive towards London uh, yes. or and yeah we were really young and <laughs> yeah. yeah we get in touch with uh, this promoter that said oh wow you are so cool we want you in in my festival in uh, my technical metal festival and, and we were like oh my god oh my god nice. <laughs> that's like before you guys got much traction right that's like right after your ep release i imagine uh, now, can you repeat? Sorry, can you repeat uh, the was that was like just after your EP release, right? Like y'all haven't, yeah, y'all haven't yeah, done yeah. anything else. Yeah, that must yeah, be crazy. Become, yeah, we played with Viljarta, and yeah, uh, uh, other bands are Sikt, Sikt, yeah, Sikt. and are really big bands. And that must have been sick. Yeah. That must have been crazy for you guys. Like, uh, how big was the crowd you played to? So excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So excited. How big we was the crowd that you played to? What? Mm -hmm. Sorry. I how, how big was the crowd that you guys played to? But, uh, mm -hmm. not, not, not so, so big, much, actually, because we were, uh, but it was one of the everything was perfect. Bands, but uh, that, that was cool. I mean, yeah, that it was, sounds awesome. It was a paradise anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Other cool shows. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, we toured in Europe in. Uh, in 2017, after Womb released, and uh, there were a, a, a couple of really great shows there. Uh, one in uh, Budapest, I think. Mm -hmm. Dragon, uh, <laughs> I don't remember there. anything, yeah. but my one past. in Budapest <laughs> and uh, one in London. Yeah, okay. and also uh, a couple of great shows in Italy. Uh, the the release party of. Uh, both Symbology of Shelter and uh, Womb were really great shows, yeah. Okay. And also Dissonance Festival oh, well, in well, Italy. In also, the... we opened for Entombed, that, that was in... Ah, Frantic Fest. Frantic, Frantic uh, Fest yeah. in Italy, very cool. And also a Dissonance Festival in Italy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you guys have been like around the ringer then, played a lot of festivals and stuff like that. Uh, is, are there any... I guess you said there weren't plans to do a Curio release show. Um, there will be, I think, but next year uh, probably oh. we will trying to we will try to do that when the the vinyl will be released because it will be released in March. Unfortunately, oh, okay. the, due to the the pandemic, I mean, uh, right. um, vinyl plants are uh, like overbooked with orders, and uh, it's kind of a disaster. And uh, I mean, it was uh, delayed. No, because of Adele. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> because because yeah because oh, I see yeah not, it's not a joke I I I heard that uh, Adele the artist had a love of Ristampa a uh, repress repress of his vinyl and so everything was full I, I heard something similar to that as well they they did like a million records or something and it kind of pushed things back <laughs> I don't know how, how true it is but I, I did hear something similar to that too. Um, I, I actually just released an album for, for my music and the vinyl is getting delayed by at least a month. I still haven't heard anything. I was supposed to have gotten it like 20 days ago or something and I still haven't heard anything about it. So yeah, like I totally feel that it, it, everything's backed up severely. It's insane. You have to order like six months in advance now or something to, to get a chance at it. Um, so what, what's the worst show you guys have played? <laughs> It is a big list. It is a never-ending list. 
We had a lot of chairs uh, as a as a <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the main thing is uh, uh, while touring, especially if uh, you're new to touring and you never toured before, there are a lot of we, like we played feeling shows, yeah. you know, and uh, uh, sometimes it happens that I mean, you have to play in front of like uh, two, three people, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, or the other bands uh, you're playing for, like yeah. the openers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. one time the the, 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 <laughs> Love the worst, but probably also the best show was one time where um, nobody was coming. <laughs> so the the the, own, the owner of uh, of the venue uh, was telling us, I mean, guys, go home. <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, at the last moment, one friend of us came, and uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, no. You're not playing. Why? <laughs> and then we we played uh, in front of him, <laughs> just him. Yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good memories. <laughs> so, what's the weirdest show you guys have played? Like either the venue, something really odd, or something weird happened. I don't know. Once in Belgium, we were in front of. Uh, Bunch of old guys. Do you remember? Ah, in Belgium, uh, we were in Belgium, and the, the people was really old. Yeah, I mean, oh, in, in Belgium, we were really old. We, we played in front of like uh, ten old people, but <laughs> no offense, but well, really well, how old are we talking? Like sixty years old, eighty years old? Yeah, uh, seventy probably. I mean, it was it was a venue where uh, like old people were just playing cards all the time. <laughs> I, I don't know why why we played that. Uh, I love this kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. What, what was their reaction to it? What? What was their reaction to it? Yeah, uh, not, not not so. They, they were. They, happy. they bought a lot of merch. Really? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. They, they were like, one, I don't, I don't know what I'm seeing. I, I'm just happy. Yeah. And one, <laughs> one of the woman, one of the woman asked me to to give give her my pics. Like yeah, pics so cool. Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how, crazy. That's yeah. how big band stars. I mean. Yeah. Our yeah. <laughs> future awesome. was clear. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you've got vinyl for Curia uh, going through um, metalodyssey.8merch.com. Uh, you guys also have vinyl and CDs of your older releases on, on your Bandcamp, as well as shirts. Uh, that's noisetrailimmersion.bandcamp.com. Um, so uh, to wrap this up, what is your album of the year so far? Oh, of the, mm, probably <laughs> the new Ad Nauseam release. Yeah, Nauseam no. release? That, that one is nuts. Those guys are crazy. Yeah. No, they are really cool. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I love the new Nauseam, new Plebeian Grandstand also. Ah, uh, yeah, new Plebeian yeah. Grandstand is yeah. incredible. I haven't gotten a chance to listen to that one yet. I really need to check that one out. Also, check out uh, Vertebra Atlantis uh, from mm. Italy, which is uh, the project of uh, one of our closest friends, Gabriele Gramaglia. He also has uh, other metal projects like Cosmic Putrefaction and uh, Turisa Burnia. He's really doing a great job. Yeah. You should send me a link to that stuff so I can check that, that out. That yeah, cool. yeah, sure. 
What about you, Fabio? What's your album uh, of the year? Uh, I'm I'm just scrolling my list, Spotify list. Uh, la, 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 la. Just give me two hours and I will. <laughs> now, yeah, a lot of stuff has come out this year, so it's yeah, I know, I know, but I, I don't. I I, I always uh, find new music through lists that doesn't doesn't reason. Uh, doesn't think about times and, uh, and so I found it really in a random way so I don't I don't ever think about that this album is from that year and stuff like that I gotcha well so what are you currently jamming then ah, okay okay I'm listening to okay <laughs> ah, I found this really great black metal album that is called uh, untitled it's called untitled People okay can see it. i i see it you i see it. It. okay <laughs> rejoice the light has come so good it is an ep from colin marston of gargots and it's oh okay yeah. colin marston is fucking sick yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah also i'm listening to a lot of freak folk i like psychedelic folk and uh, avant folk stuff like that i also love ah, okay I suggest you know them. The next, next. Uh, sorry, they are like a, a methy jets band. They are okay. three, and there they play like uh, everything's uh, uh, with just a, a one take. They are totally crazy. Ambient, oh, okay. ambient, methy, and uh, chaotic jets style. It's it's in, they are incredible. Next. The album is called Unfold. That's I just wrote that. their name down. I'm going to have to check that out. And you know what? I'm listening to Behemoth. Okay. Yeah, dude. Time. Behemoth's yeah. awesome, man. I love yeah, Demigod. I love That's my favorite album from them. It's so oh, me too, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. This is my favorite one too. Yeah, I love it. I know every every songs in, in, in that album. And it is so aggressive in a really proper way. Right, yeah, right. Satanist proper way. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love them. Yeah. Well, uh, that's about all I had to talk about. Unless you had something else I wanted to bring up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> thanks to everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Playing, thanks yeah. for all the people that, that are watching us. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. uh, Panagrist of God just said, uh, thanks for the nice interview. I'd like to see them live here in Italy with Ad Nauseam and Gorch next year. My my man, man Gorch, Gorch are incredible. Oh, are technically fantastic. Yeah, and they're also good people. Uh, I'm glad they uh, all all the. It seems that all the words are <laughs> all the words is lacking it. Uh, and Gorch also Gorch, as as you want. Um, it is a black dissonant band from Italy. It is a, like a duo of two brothers, drums and vocal, guitar vocalists, and they are extreme, really yeah. violent, dissonance stuff. I love it. Please, guys, go check them out because they're great. I'm going to have to check them out. You guys are giving me so many bands that I need to look out uh, for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you everything uh, our friendship is based on the sharing music, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
we don't say hi, we say yeah, directly, yeah. okay, listen to it. Okay, listen and to also, that. lately, he's listening to much more music than me, so uh, what I listen is only what the music he, he sends me. <laughs> I am not looking up music anymore, I just open my chat I'm with Fabio and music dealer. go for the links. <laughs> Well, uh, if you're looking for something that's beautifully disturbing, you should check out Curio, the new album from Noise Trail Immersion, which dropped last Friday through iVoidHanger Records. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, YouTube, and all streaming platforms. Uh, am I missing any socials? Um, no, I don't think so. Alrighty. Um, as for me, drop me drop my channel follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube and other streaming services, as well as some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, tickle the notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My new album, Boomer Zoomers Desperate Coomers, is out now. Um, I don't have a guest for uh, Wednesday yet. Trying to get that figured out. Keep an eye on my social media. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, but thanks for being here, guys. Hope you had a good time. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and thank you guys for watching and listening.